Hey, how's it going, baseball fans? And welcome to another episode of Passion for the Pastime, a baseball podcast. And I'm your host, Walter Ricardo Seta, and thank you guys for joining in. You guys can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook at Wally's underscore podcast is where I post all the baseball news, everything that's going on this season. You'll find it on my social media pages. Now, baseball season this past week, it has not been a dud. It never is. Um, you know, everybody that says baseball is too boring, you know, I don't know what game they're watching because everything that I've been watching this week, this past week, this past season, it has been exciting and I can't wait to get into everything that's been going on uh, this past week. So let's just jump right into it. Eloy Jimenez, let's go for Chicago White Sox. He hit his first two career home runs on the biggest stage of it all in the Bronx against the Yankees. Now, if you want to uh, make your presence known to get your name on the map, hit some bombs against the Yankees in the Bronx. That is where what will get people talking. And uh, he hasn't had a lot of home runs this year. He only has three. He had a he had an oppo le- uh, yesterday. We're recording on Friday, by the way, Friday, April 19th. But he has three on the year and two against the Yankees. And that is my pick. I told you guys at the beginning of the year, that's my pick for um, American League Rookie of the Year. So uh, he's having a great you know, first couple of weeks he has three home runs. It's not, uh, you know, eye-opening or anything like that. But the two home runs against the Yankees, I mean, it is Yankee Stadium. But that is getting everybody talking about the young prospect out of Chicago. But the headlines wasn't Eloy Jimenez on the south side this past week. Uh, it was more surrounded around Tim Anderson uh, for the Chicago White Sox. He hit a bomb and you know he <laughs> he did the bat flip and that, we're going to get into that uh he did the bat flip he hit a home run threw the bat down it wasn't even really a bat flip it was kind of like he was throwing a javelin uh into the dirt um he threw it said something towards his dugout and it looked like he was he was saying something to Martin Maldonado for the Kansas City Royals i'm not sure i wasn't there uh i wish i was but <laughs> um he hit the home run. He threw his bat down and started circling the bases. And, you know, he was he was pumped. And uh, he plays for the Chicago White Sox. They're, I don't even know their record right now. They're, they're irrelevant. Uh, the only thing relevant to them is Eloy Jimenez, really, to be honest. But he, he pretty much showed up the team and did the bat flip. Whole controversy because the next time he comes up, pitcher for the Kansas City Royals, throws at his hip he didn't throw at his head so I mean that that's a good that's a positive um but Tim Anderson didn't like that he's just like what, what why are you throwing at me uh I just hit a home run I'm just having fun this is the way I play the game that has always been his thing and this isn't the first time that Tim Anderson and the Royals have gotten into it um I believe it was last year or the year before that it was Salvador Perez um he did a little you know, the little bat flips going on in that game, and they exchanged words at second base. It wasn't as heated as uh, this past week. I mean, this week we even had the managers getting into it. We had uh, Rick Renteria and Ned Yost just going at it, uh, putting hands on each other. They weren't swinging or anything, but uh, it looked like a very heated argument that I wish I could have been a part of. Uh, but, you know, the, the, uh, the, the this is where it gets into – are, you know, baseball's in the initiative of 
saying, let the kids play. Let them play the game of baseball and let them celebrate. And I'm all for that. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually love bat flips, you know, uh, a couple last season, we talked about bat flips too, because it comes up every year. Um, I can't tell you how many bat flips I've seen already this season. We're only what, two and a half weeks in three weeks in. Um, and I've already seen at least, I probably, probably four, four bat flips, um, that I can think of. Actually, I, I can think of, uh, you know, just three this week we had, the one for Tim Anderson. Um, we had the one for Derek Dietrich that turned into a bench, benches clearing, I wouldn't say a brawl, but a benches clearing conversation. Um, and then the Tim Anderson situation and all that going on. And then we had in Tampa Bay where we had um, Avisel Garcia. He hit a bomb. I think it was uh, projected at like 500 feet <laughs> because he hit it to the catwalk um, in Tampa Bay. He, that was that was an absolute shot. And he did a bat flip, right? Um, and to my knowledge, I don't believe that there was any retaliation there. Uh, because, you know, if you do something great, if you hit a bomb, I mean, you have the right to do whatever you please, you know? Uh, um, because you did your job, you know? The the pitchers, they need to, they need to get tougher skin, uh, I think, in my opinion. Pitchers need to get tougher skin. And, you know, if you don't want them celebrating on you, Throw better pitches. That's that's what it comes down to. If you don't want somebody doing a bat flip, throw better pitches. And definitely, uh, if they take you yard and you don't like it, don't come back and and, and beam them. I mean, uh, I'm 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 kind of in that in between because I understand the policing of the game type stuff um, and all that, and I and I'm fine with it. You know, I'm fine with it. Pick and choose your battles. Um, but when it's when somebody hits a home run and does their job because and you didn't pretty much as a pitcher and you want to come back and hit him i mean that, that how does that even make sense because you're pretty much giving the other team a free base you're sending your message you know quotation message um but do your job because that's all that the hitter did and I understand that, you know, all right, well, he's pimping the home run. He's throwing the bat flip. He's he's going crazy around the bases. It's only the fourth inning and all that kind of stuff. I understand that, you know, and I haven't played baseball at that level to where, you know, the competitiveness kicks in, you know. Uh, so I can't relate on that level. But um, I just don't understand if somebody hits a home run off of you and you come back and they're next at bat and just throw at them. The, to me, that that's childish. I mean, you're you're as a pitcher, as a professional athlete, you are expected to uh, strike these guys out, or you know, get outs, whatever way you can. And as a hitter, they're expected to hit home runs, get base hits, and you know, if they hit a home run and they take the lead on you, why can't they celebrate? I just don't understand that logic. And then for you guys to come back, or you guys for for the pitchers to come back and hit them. Um, to me, it's just childish. And, you know, let, let's fl let's flip the script. Let's say for, you know, it, it's a closer coming into the game and he strikes out uh, somebody. You know, let, let's just say uh, strikes out. Nah, well, Mike Trout wouldn't do that. Let's say uh, he strikes out Bryce Harper. Okay. And Bryce Harper, um, you know, sees the pitcher do a fist bump and it's like, oh, hell yeah, I got I got him out. And then Bryce Harper doesn't like that. Imagine Bryce Harper throwing his bat at the pitcher. 
Can you understand? Do you understand how idiotic that sounds? Um, because it, you know, a, a baseball coming at you, ninety-five to hundred miles an hour. Okay, let, let's say eighty-five to hundred miles an hour. That's considered a weapon, and if it hits you in the head, you can get screwed up for a really long time. Um, you know, and you know these pitchers, they they seem to have control over where they want to put it. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna hit them on the hip. That's that's fine. I'm gonna hit them. I'm gonna hit them on the on the butt, and that, that's fine. You know, th- those are those are okay regions. But let's just say for for some weird reason, he throws at the pitcher. The ball slips, and he loses control of the ball, and uh, and it hits the guy in the head. Then then what? That really are we really going to condone that type of behavior? Um, it, it, you're throwing a weapon. So what I'm trying to say is if batters went and retaliate, retaliated against pitchers because they get pumped and be, and pitchers do it all the time. They fist bump. They start screaming into their glove when they strike somebody out. Um, they do it all the time. Let's just say that a, that a hitter goes and throws a bat at a pitcher. Imagine the outrage, what would happen around baseball if a batter ended up doing that to a pitcher, but because a pitcher does it to a batter, it's okay. That that's that's my that's my thing that I don't agree with. And here's the thing too is that su- suspensions were were issued out. Tim Anderson he got a one game to su- suspension. Uh, wasn't in direct correlation with what he did, but more so what he said um, from the reports that are coming out from MLB. He said some words that he shouldn't have said, so he has the one game suspension. And then you look at the pitcher for the Royals, um, whose name escapes. Oh, Brad Keller. Uh, he gets a five-game suspension. But when you think about it, for pitchers that go ahead and do this type of thing. And, uh, you know, me, I'm on the side of the batter. Because up up there as a, as a hitter, you're defenseless up there. So you're at bay of the pitcher and where they put that ball. If they're throwing it at your head, if they're throwing it at your hip, you know, you kind of have to take it and roll with it. So, you know, in a sense, I mean, yeah, Anderson did the bat flip, all that kind of stuff. He did, um, I guess, initiate it. But the pitcher, Brad Keller, he um, escalated the situation or decided how to approach the situation. He didn't just go about it and try to strike him out. Uh, in his next at-bat, he he took initiative, he took uh, the bull by the horns and decided to throw at Tim Anderson. So in a sense, you know, the pitcher is kind of the aggressor in this type of situation when they're throwing at batters. And th- that's why he got the five game suspension. But my problem with that is five games. It's one, one time through the rotation. If MLB really wants to combat this and stop, you know, players from policing the game, they should change it from games for pitchers. They should change it from games to starts because five starts compared to five games, five starts, you're, you're missing a good chunk. I mean, that, that's pretty much uh, three and a half weeks worth of games uh, that you're missing. And then if you're a team that's competing, um, you know, that could be a deal breaker for your, for your season missing a pitcher because that not only affects the pitcher directly that that affects the rotation and that also affects the the bullpen and then you know that that just is a huge 
problem that if you give out stronger um stronger disciplinary actions to these pitchers that are doing this um i think that they'll think twice you know managers and pitchers alike they will think twice about throwing at a batter uh for celebrating a home run again you know i understand the policing of the game but you know there comes a point to where you know let these guys play let these guys play. If you're upset about somebody celebrating on a home run, then come back and strike them out. That's a competitor mentality. Don't go out there and pout and try to throw at somebody's head, throw at somebody's hip. Uh, because what's going to happen is, and I think what is going to have to take place, is somebody throws at Bryce Harper or somebody throws at Mike Trout or Aaron Judge or Altuve, Bregman, you know, the big names. And then when they do get thrown at, and they break something or they get a concussion or somebody gets hit so bad in the head that, you know, it could be career ending and they can't come back because of con- concussion like symptoms. I think that is what's going to have to take place for MLB to actually, um, you know, make stronger regulations against this type of behavior. Um, until that happens, you know, I think that we're going to keep seeing the five game suspensions for a pitcher, which it's only one time through the rotation. Um, that's only, that's if baseball wants to, um, control this situation before it gets out of hand, because what what's going to happen is you're going to piss off a whole fan base. You're going to piss off a whole bunch of baseball fans all around, uh, the country. If you know, a Harper or a trout or a judge gets hurt because of this type of retaliation, because, Really, when it comes to retaliation, it's either you're going to go after that person that did it or you're going to go after the next best guy. You know what I mean? And that puts a target on Arenado, Trout, um, you know, all, all the players because that's happened in Giants games before. You know, um, Giants would throw at somebody and, you know, let's just say, I, I believe it was a couple of years ago when McCutcheon was on uh, the Pirates. Giants threw at the Pirates, and the Pirates came back and threw at Buster Posey. Buster Posey had nothing to do, and he wasn't even the next guy up. He was just the guy for the Giants. So that was sending a message. So uh, messages are going to be sent, and I'm telling you, as soon as one of these guys get hurt and get a substantial injury where they're missing time, then baseball will take the initiative and uh, and make stronger uh rules against this type of behavior but why not just start it now why wait until something happens why not be proactive and not reactive that's my opinion uh but what do you guys think about the bat flips because i gave you guys my two cents i'd like to know yours uh what do you guys think about the bat flips and pitchers policing the game um because that's a huge topic of conversation and everyone in baseball is talking about it and it seems like we talk about it every year i remember last year it was the uh it was the whole ordeal with Orinia and Acuna um, with the with the Marlins and the Braves where Acuna hit a leadoff home run and he wasn't even doing anything. He didn't he didn't pimp the home run. He hit it. It was a leadoff home run. And then he came back and hit him uh, in the hand. It turned out to not be a problem, but it could have been a fracture, just like with what we saw with Joey Bart unrelated. Uh, but I'm just saying Joey Bart got hit in the in the hand in the minor leagues, and now he's out for four to six weeks. Let's say that happened to Ronald Acuna in that same situation, and he and the only thing that he did was doing his job. That's where the problem is going to, to arise from. Uh, 
you know, and then we had with with Derek Dietrich. They didn't they didn't hit him. They threw behind him, but it caused a, a problem. Um, and you know, he watched it. He admired it, and it looked like he was going to take his sweet time around the bases, which he pretty much did. Um, but I mean, you you look at you know Tim Anderson. You look at Avisel uh, Garcia for for the for the Tampa Bay Rays. They're all admiring their home runs, and why not? Why not? What is the big problem? with these guys showing a little bit of emotion and uh and just admiring their work man like <laughs> what is the problem everybody just needs to put their big boy pants on and go to work if you if you get a home run hit off of you just strike them out that that's all you got to do that's all you have to do um because that's what you're paid to do because the guy in the batter's box is paid to hit home runs so that's my whole thing he shouldn't be somebody shouldn't be penalized for doing their job it's idiotic to me. But uh, what do you guys think? Drop it down in the comments. I'd love to start this conversation. And this could be an ongoing conversation because we know there's going to be another incident uh, this week. You know, th- that is just inevitable in the sport of baseball. I mean, that's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when and who and what uh, is the result of it, uh, pretty much. That's pretty much what it comes down to in the game of baseball. But other than the bat flips, other than policing the game, uh, we do have more news on Vladimir Guerrero. Vladimir Guerrero is tearing it up in the minor leagues. Let me tell you, and he is doing his best impression of his dad. When you look at all the numbers with, um, when you look at all the numbers with Vlad Jr., um, he is a mirror image of his dad. It, it is crazy um, all the statistics that he has going up against his dad. When you look at it, this is Vlad Sr. His uh his stats going into his minor leagues um at bats and this is what he has. 343 average, 400 or I'm sorry, 45 home runs, 184 RBIs, 95 walks, 115 Ks in 285 games. That is through uh, 1,055 at-bats in the minors. Now, this is juniors uh, total. In the same amount of at-bats, 332 average, 42 home runs, 206 RBIs, 149 walks, 137 strikeouts, so he strikes out more than his dad uh, in hundred and or I'm sorry, 283 games. So, really... They're not too far off. In some aspects, Vlad Jr. has uh, well, Vlad Jr. has more RBIs. He has a lesser average, um, only three home runs less than his dad. He's walking a lot more than his dad, but he's striking out a lot more than his dad. So, uh, you know, those numbers don't lie, and the Blue Jays they can't deny it. They cannot deny uh, Vladimir Jr. anymore. He is getting the call up, people. He is finally coming to the big leagues, and he will get his first start estimated on Tuesday when the Giants take on the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. So that is something that I am definitely going to be watching um, this this uh, this coming week on Tuesday when the Giants are in Toronto. So I cannot wait for that. So... Now that he's called up, I am booking my tickets for uh, for May 14th and May 15th when Toronto comes to town because I was waiting uh, for him to get the call up 
because I know that the the Toronto Blue Jays they are coming to uh they are coming to the the Bay Area to uh, San Francisco and you know I was just waiting for that confirmation that Vlad Jr. was going to be up and ready for that series. Now that he is, uh, best believe I am buying those tickets. Uh, I wish that he was going to uh, play in Oakland because the Blue Jays are in Oakland. I would definitely go check out a game there. But he is not um, anticipated to come into the big leagues until Tuesday when the Blue Jays are back at the Rogers Center. So that is exciting. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that to happen. And since we're talking about Vlad, he's still in the minors. we got to do a little minor league update. Uh, unfortunately for the Giants, it's bad news. Uh, I kind of talked about it earlier, but I didn't really uh, go into detail. Uh, Joey Bart, he broke his hand. He's going to be out for four to six weeks for the Giants. And it doesn't have a major league um, impact. Really, it doesn't have an impact on the Giants at all. Um, you know, he was doing great in the minor leagues. And what this injury might actually do, it might, it might actually calm down um, the expectations for Giants fans uh, that are calling for Joey Bart to already be called up. He's only in single A, people. Um, he is doing great. He or be, before his injury, he was doing fine. Uh, but the problem is, is that you know you can't you can't expect this guy to just jump through um, the minors so quickly, especially at the position that he's trying to do. I understand that the Giants fans, they are desperate. They are waiting for something to happen. They are waiting for, um, you know, for, for something exciting, right? I mean, we got Kevin Pillar. Uh, he's not doing good average-wise, but, I mean, he, he's leading the team already in RBIs. So um, the Giants are just thirsty for something to watch that is worth watching. You know, um, they they have a great team. I mean, I mean, I'm, whoa, they do not have a great team, but they have a decent team that are out, that they're out there to compete. Um, you know, the other day, Brandon Belt he he got pissed off. So I'm liking the fire from Brandon Belt. Um, the only thing that I don't like is that he goes and watches pitches for a strike three. I I can't remember the last time that I saw Brandon Belt uh, go down swinging. Um, that's something. You know, he he is stubborn. He loves. You know, to to um, he has a good eye. You know, is what I'm trying to get at. He loves to take pride in the fact that he has a great hitter's eye, which he does. Uh, because the pitch that was called a strike three, Patrick Corbin, um, you know, he dominated the Giants. By the way, nine Ks. But uh, you know, the pitch that was called a strike three that that sent Brandon Belt on his tantrum, on his rage. It was a ball. I mean, it was it was a foot off the plate. I wasn't mad at Brandon Belt. I like the fire that he's showing, um, but hopefully that could just translate into, you know, into um, into something at the plate because you know the Giants they desperately need uh, Brandon Belt. So the Giants, the Giants fans, you know, just just. Don't tone it back a little bit. We are waiting for Joey Bart. He is the next best thing that uh, for right now, um, you know, in single A. But a lot of things can happen in the minors. I mean, we remember Gary Brown. Gary Brown was supposed to be the next great thing. He was tearing it up in single A. Then he went to double A. And then triple A came and hit him like a rock. And then we, where is Joey Bart? Or not Joey Bart. Where is uh, Gary Brown now? That's pretty much, 
You know, they're they're still in the learning curve of their career. Not saying that Joey Bart is going to take the same career path as Gary Brown, uh, but it's still early in his career. So give him time to mature. Give him time to grow as a player, and especially, especially as a catcher. Uh, he needs to learn how to call a game before, you know, he even sniffs the major leagues. That's my uh, take on that. So looking more, going back into the uh, major leagues, Fernando Tatis Jr., he is on prospect watch for the Padres. He hit his fourth home run this this season or the uh, this past week. And, um, you know, Crush Davis. We got to talk about Crush Davis. He's not a he's not a prospect, but across the bay, Oakland, they got something brewing over there. Crush Davis, Chris Davis for the Oakland Athletics. He just signed a two year deal worth uh, uh, thirty three million dollars, an extension. So he's going to be in Oakland, and that's a great deal for I think both parties. Uh, he's getting paid, and you know the Oakland Athletics they're getting consistency. That's all they can ask for. So. Crush Davis, he was the first one to hit home uh, 10 home runs this season, and he is just on a tear, you know, early candidate for MVP. Let me tell you, uh, you know, the, the guys on the West Coast, they got to really show out to win that MVP title, but he is doing great right now. And another Davis uh, that is making history. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, necessarily go into that, but Chris Davis, he made history for the wrong, re- wrong reasons, uh, he, but he snapped his hitless streak at 62 games against the scuffling Boston Red Sox. What is going on with the Boston Red Sox, man? Are they desperately, um, I mean, not desperately, are they, are they in a World Series hangover? Because uh, they do not look like the team from last year. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, but they do not look like the team of last year. They just got swept by the Yankees. Um, and in that Yankees series, you know, um, James Paxton, he went off on them and pitched a gem of a game. He went nine innings or eight innings, sorry, two hits and 12 Ks. And after the game, he just says, we want to beat Boston every time. And that's exactly what they did. Um, that's exactly what they did this week. It was only a two-game series. It was in New York, but uh, you know, it, it was <laughs> the the Red Sox really need to start worrying about what they're gonna do next because uh, they're not looking too great. They are not looking too great uh, early on in the season. It is early in the season, but they are not looking like the team from last year. So going back to Chris Davis, he he <laughs> leave it to the Red Sox. To uh, to uh, let Chris Davis off the hook, he broke his hitless streak at 62 games against the Red Sox, and he went three for five. He not only got one hit, he got two more on top of the one, so three. My math is uh, is a little shaky, but uh, two days later, he hits his first home run, uh, and he's getting on a hot streak, guys. So watch for Chris Davis to uh, go crazy this month. Nah, you know, could uh, you could be a little hopeful there, but uh, yeah, it was all against the Red Sox, so Red Sox have to be feeling fantastic after all that happened. Red, the Rays, uh, they stay hot. Austin Meadows, he has he's having a breakout season, uh, and Brandon Lowe hit a bomb last week. Uh, he hit a absolute bomb. Nothing like Avisel Garcia though. Nothing like Avisel Garcia. Avisel Garcia, that that. Hasn't landed yet. That thing went to the catwalk. It was 
majestic. So bat flip all you want, Garcia. Bat flip all you want. Tyler Glass now uh, for the Rays. He's having a great start to the season. He's 4-0 with a 1.13 ERA. Uh, so everybody needs to watch out for the Rays, man, because they, they have a solid team. They're leading that AL East. Um, the Yankees, I mean, the Yankees are always going to be in it. The Red Sox, they look like they're nowhere to be close. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen in that AL East. But uh, the Rays, they have the early leg up on uh, the competition in the AL East. Looking at the AL West, though, we did have a clash of, I wouldn't necessarily say Titans, but uh Somebody had to show somebody who was boss, and that was the Astros against the Mariners, and the Astros made easy work of the Seattle Mariners. Altuve hit a grand slam in the opener, and the Astros pretty much showed the Mariners who was boss. That's pretty much what they did. Um, you know, the, the, the Mariners, they still got a lot to prove. They did have a great start to the year. It doesn't matter how you start. It matters how you finish uh, because... It is not a sprint. It is a marathon. We hear that all the time in baseball. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon. So we're going to see how the Mariners uh, shape up this upcoming week. But uh, looking at other matchups that took off uh, last week, it was a rematch of the NLCS with the Dodgers and the Brewers. Dodgers, they just they just kept losing. Uh, they lost the first two games of the series, and they ended up winning the final one to avoid the sweep against the Brewers and they're playing the Brewers again this weekend so uh, we're gonna see how that series pans out in Milwaukee but before moving on from the Brewers and the Dodgers uh, Christian Yelich and Bellinger man they are on a tear Uh, so that is going to be a great watch this next weekend Um, but going back to the Dodgers real quick they did face off against a familiar face in Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig was doing a lot of talking, uh, pretty much saying, like, I can't wait to play my old team. I can't wait to beat them. But he's going to have to wait to beat them because the Reds got swept uh, in Los Angeles. But Yasiel Puig, he did shine in his moment. Clinton Kershaw came back from the IL injury list. Uh, he came back. It's good to see Clayton Kershaw back on the mound. Uh, but in his first at-bat against Yasiel Puig, Yasiel Puig took him deep, did a bat flip, pointed to his dugout. And uh, now, Dodger fans, you know how irritating Yasiel Puig can be. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I, I love it. I love the bat flip. I love the point. I love how he circled the bases against Kershaw. Anytime you hit a home run against a Dodger, uh, that is, you get a little gold star next to your name. So good job for Yasiel Puig, but his team did not fare well in Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> they got swept, like I said. But Yasiel Puig, he he did what he did on Jackie Robinson Day. It was the 72nd anniversary of Jackie Robinson when he broke on to uh, the league, breaking the color barrier with the Brooklyn Dodgers. So we had a great Jackie Robinson day, by the way. Christian Yelich, he had three home runs on Jackie Robinson day, seven RBIs, and that is more than the Giants team have combined. <laughs> at least at least that's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. Three home runs, seven RBIs on Jackie Robinson day. Uh, Christian Yelich is, is a Cardinal killer. He has eight home runs against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, so that is, I guess... What Nolan Arenado is 
to uh, to the Giants, I guess, or uh, or Aaron Judge to the Boston Red Sox. Man, they do not like Aaron Judge out there. Uh, Bellinger, he did get injured, by the way. Uh, scared me a little bit because I have Bellinger on my fantasy team. Uh, when I saw this come across my phone, I got a I got an alert saying that Bellinger hit, got hit by a pitch in his knee. Uh, and he got taken out of the game, so I was a little bit concerned. But he's doing just fine. He's going. He hit another home run yesterday against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, X rays came back negative, so that is great to uh, to hear. But also on Jackie Robinson Day, sticking with I, why do we keep talking about the Dodgers and the Brewers, man? <laughs> is it because they're facing off this weekend? But Lorenzo Lorenzo Cain, uh, this guy, man, he is awesome to watch. On defense, he is making a case for a Gold Glove uh, early, early candidate of the uh, of the uh, uh, regular season, but uh, he, he's definitely on pace to to get the Gold Glove because he just keeps robbing home runs left and right. But that's just me. I love me some defense, and I don't know if that's just because uh, the the offense of the Giants, my team. Uh, it's been so anemic that I just had to gravitate to something, and they have a pretty great defensive squad. And and don't don't get me wrong, they, they're a good team, guys. Um, they have a great defensive squad, tons of guys that can field, um, and their bullpen is pretty damn good. With everybody else's bullpens imploding, uh, the Giants actually have the most stable bullpen in the league. They're not winning a lot, but the bullpen is a constant for the San Francisco Giants. So, you know, you got you got to take your victories where you can. You know, you got to take if it's you you have the number 1 bullpen in uh in baseball, then you take that. You take that you have the number 1 bullpen in baseball. Now, looking at the scoreboard, looking at the upcoming games uh this next week, what I'm going to give you guys are games to keep keep an eye out for. Uh, to, to watch these series. We have the Rays going against the Boston Red Sox, the defending champs. Um, they are in Tampa, and we just have to watch the Red Sox, man, because they, they are in a position right now where they can fall really far behind. Going into Tampa, Tampa is red hot. They're 14-5, and five, um, and the Red Sox are 6-13. and 13. So the Red Sox have to at least, at bare minimum, win that series but they have they, you know if they can come out of there with a sweep um that get them right on track that'd be perfect for the Boston Red Sox but that is a series to watch that is a great one that's going to going to going to happen um other ones to watch what I pretty much talked about earlier was the Dodgers and the Brewers Dodgers and the Brewers they are going at it in Milwaukee and that series started yesterday uh because remember we are recording on Friday uh, April, April nineteenth. They it did start on Thursday last uh, yesterday. So they have a four game series in Milwaukee after Dodgers just played Milwaukee. Like I said, they they um, didn't get swept, but they did lose a series in Los Angeles, uh, two games to three. They dominated in that getaway game for Milwaukee, seven to one. So uh, they won yesterday, three to one, and they have. On the on the hill tonight, they have Ross Stripling going against Yulish Chassin, and then tomorrow 
Uh, the Brewers have not announced who they're throwing out there. It's probably going to be a bullpen game, but uh, Dodgers have Ryu, and then they finish it off with Clayton Kershaw. So uh, that is a great series to watch um, this weekend. It is a four-gamer. It started yesterday, but you know it, it is definitely going to be a good watch um, for baseball fans. Other series to watch um, this week is, I'd say, the Phillies and the Rockies. Phillies are going to uh, Coors Field, and they are going to be launching a whole bunch of home runs. So if you got anybody uh, in, on Colorado, on the Phillies, definitely start them in your lineups because the ball is going to be flying out of Coors Field. And, um, you know, the Blue Jays, they're not a must-watch yet. They are playing Oakland. Uh, but come next week when Vlad Jr. starts on – Tuesday against the Giants in the Rogers Center in Toronto. Uh, definitely start watching the Blue Jays games, man, because Vlad Jr., I picked Eloy Jimenez to uh, to win the Rookie of the Year, but he has gotten off to a slow, kind of so-so start. He's hitting 260, uh, three home runs. Vlad Jr. can do that in a week. So <laughs> so we're, we're going to see uh, Vlad Jr. I, I can't wait. This is the most anticipated um, debut since I think probably Steven Strasburg um, or or probably Bryce Harper. Um, it, it is highly anticipated. He is the Zion Williamson of baseball right now. So uh, th- those are the series to watch over the weekend. And like I said, going into next week, uh, we have the Blue Jays going against the Giants. Definitely watch that debut of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That is taking place on Tuesday. Um, other series to watch next week is the Phillies and the Mets. They're going at it again. This past week they went at it. Phillies um, came up on top of that one. But that's those series, every, every series in the NL East is going to be must-watch. So Phillies and Mets, they're going at it. Then you got the Brewers and the Cardinals going at it. Um, so those would be good series. And then to wrap it up, you have the Dodgers and the Cubs going at it in Wrigley. So those are the the series to watch next week. And that is where I'll end this podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We had a lot to talk about this week, and we'll have a lot more to talk about next week. So like I said, jot down everything uh, that you guys have to say in the comments. I'll bring it up next week, and uh, we'll see who does a bat flip this week, who gets ejected, who gets thrown at, all that kind of stuff, because you know it's going to happen. This is Baseball 365. And you guys have a good one. Be safe out there, and like Always, win or lose, doesn't matter who they're playing, go Giants.